political hypocrisy, anti-gun Keith Olbermann's new gun ban strategy, and that Botox bitch. This is The Loaded Mike, and I'm Dan Wass. How can someone say they want to save the lives of children at the border while simultaneously supporting the death of over 300,000 American babies yearly by abortion? How does someone support mandated masks, social distancing, and vaccination policies to prevent the spread of a virus, even after doctors with nothing to gain have spoken out against the effectiveness of all those things? How does someone believe that children are responsible enough to make the life-changing decision to undergo hormone replacement therapy, stop their own puberty process, and defy biology by denying their own gender when most kids need to be told when to brush their teeth before bedtime? How does someone watch cities across America get burned down, looted, and destroyed by violent rioters while simultaneously electing to defund local police departments? How does someone justify the restriction of gun ownership for law-abiding citizens while simultaneously supporting the release of violent criminals from prison? How does someone support gun-free school zones after watching children and teachers get slaughtered in their schools at double the rate since Joe Biden's 1990 Gun-Free School Zones Act left them unarmed and helpless? The truth is, they don't think logically. They don't look at the world with critical thought given to, the, given to the effects of the policies they support. They disregard the negative effects of their actions for the political or social gain they believe they'll achieve. They're taught to believe that their, that their political ends justify any means necessary, regardless of how destructive they may be. Now, the indoctrination of the left has been an ongoing process that starts with our school curriculum. It's a process that removes traditional American values and discourages spiritual belief while implementing the idea that government knows best. A considerable amount of cognitive dissonance is inevitable while trying to endorse two or more conflicting ideals. And it seems many are willing to do these mental gymnastics if it supports their political position. Now, in support of this cultural shaping, left-wing media outlets continue to provide a limited scope of the topics in, at hand in order to provide its viewers with just enough information to support the cause at hand without offering enough data to cause them to question the narrative provided. This is especially prominent within the gun rights conversation. This is why the anti-gun crowd can watch unarmed, helpless victims in gun-free school zones, gun-free zones in general get shot because they're unable to legally protect themselves and still advocate for more of the same dangerous gun restrictions. The narrative positions the gun as the problem, but conveniently leaves out the benefits of gun ownership. Now, many have been conditioned to associate violence with guns due to an overabundance of so-called gun violence type rhetoric while being completely ignorant to the fact that violence is a human behavior. The limited information given in the story gives the viewer just enough data to agree with the fabricated narrative and nothing more. This strengthens the fear or, or hatred of guns in the minds of the partially informed viewer. The preservation of our Second Amendment and all our rights for that matter will depend on how quickly we can bring America back to its senses. It's our job to remind those who have been misled why the rights of the individual are so important to our society. So many on the left cannot recognize the indoctrination they have undergone, but I suppose indoctrination 
wouldn't be effective if the subjects were able to recognize it. So I wanted to talk today about this exact topic, political hypocrisy, with, you know him and sometimes love him, John Chiara. Hola. And the one and only, and thank God for that, Anthony Deso. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hello, cheerio. <laughs> so I wanted to get your guys' comments on, on that and your thought process on Oberman's that. a jerk. Oberman. <laughs> He's a jerk. We haven't even got into Oberman yet, but wait. wait. Scott all, Adams calls him his mascot. His mascot. Scott, Scott Ab- Adams says that Oberman, Oberman is his is mascot. <laughs> so I didn't really know about this guy. We're going to get into that in a second, but I want to get, I want to talk to you about the political hypocrisy. I want to talk to you about, because we usually have these conversations, and it's always good because we can get down deep to, you know, what the cognitive dissonance, for instance. I know, John, you can, you can talk a little bit on cognitive dissonance. <laughs> what do I have to do with that? Nothing. Oh, good. Oh, uh, <laughs> Joe. Yeah, well, you know, these people believe they're in their own world, right? Yeah, yeah. I don't know what's going on here. Okay. Yep. And uh, okay, we're you're not going to talk them out of it. Technical difficulty. When, well, when you give them information, they just ignore it and double down, and they stay within their own world. That's the whole. And like you said, the media has the media and education. Everybody so processed into that that you're, we're not going to talk them out of that. There's no way to talk them out of it. I guess. I, I guess when you're you have this belief that um, let's say, um, okay, we we have to protect little children at the border, right? We, we have to, at all costs, we have to protect protect little children, babies, mommies and babies, right? That's what they're talking about. Mm-hmm. Mommies and babies coming over. We have to protect them. And uh, mean old Trump was putting them in cages and all the nonsense. Yeah. But the- <laughs> I love how everything resorts back to Trump. Everything's Trump's fault. Even put- Obama built the cages. I know. Obama cages. Obama cages, but it turned to Trump cages. I love it. Oh, that's great. But Good then stuff. at the same time, and it doesn't even matter where you are on the abortion conversation, but at the same time, abortion is okay? I, okay, let's say you're 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 pro abortion or whatever. How can you even how can you justify it? I'm not saying I'm I'm not even gonna take the position on abortion myself. I'm gonna say, okay, whatever. Let's say it's it's okay. Hypothetically. How can you take that position and kill babies? unborn babies but when they're just born or one year old or whatever that's that we have to stop at all all costs but we can still kill them on, in the womb i don't understand unless you're bringing them across state lines so is that the difference i guess so well they're potential voters so well i know right exactly <laughs> 20 years down the line so yeah. they can't cross the, the 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 womb right that that wall but they can cross the border Somehow. I, I, I don't know. Yeah, it's, it's mind logical, mind boggling. That's that's democratic <clears throat> policy, you know, just stupidity. Well, and again, the, the thing of it is, is that when you make an argument, this is how ridiculous that is. Nobody can comprehend that. So then they make arguments back that are even more ridiculous. I heard one this week about the priest saying you can't eat animal products for Lent, and somebody said, "What about eggs?" And he says, "Well." <clears throat> they're not yet a chicken. And he says, it's not a chicken, it's an egg. Well, I thought it was from conception that an animal is an animal, right? And my argument was, is like, 
okay, I get that concept, except if you're buying eggs at a supermarket, they ain't fertilized. Oh, they have Those chickens have never yeah. seen a rooster. 99% of the eggs in the world are unfertilized eggs. Yeah, yeah. So even if you have your own, it might be. But that. So the arg- again, I understand the argument, but the argument is based on a really bad analogy, and they yeah. think that that's okay. What, don't you have a sense of humor? I said, yeah, I got a sense of humor. <laughs> that's not funny, and it's wrong. You know, that's all. But it's hard to break that barrier, right? Hard well, to that's a good that point. Yeah, I mean, I never really thought about it until you just said it. But, yeah, the, so there's an egg, and they're trying to justify that you eat eggs, right? But it hasn't been fertilized yet. Right. So therefore, the that process not the same thing. That's all. It's, it's not, the not the same, same right. thing. Exactly. That's, that's yeah. Um, yeah. No, I I totally agree. And then you know just just some of the other stuff. I mean, you can <clears throat> the stuff we talked about here, like restriction of gun ownership, um, especially here in New York. And I know Anthony will talk on this, especially here in New York, uh, with all the stupid gun laws. Uh, but let all the prisoners out of jail. Yeah. <laughs> Criminals are running wild, killing people, but it's it's us law-abiding citizens that are causing the problem. Yeah, but it's okay. It's okay. I guess it's okay to go out. So maybe we should become criminals. Well, and just prove Hokel right, right? What, what criminal business should we go into? I don't know. We we should, what, what will we be maybe good we should, at? I don't know anything that I'd be maybe good at. Maybe we should at. start the mob up again. Maybe I we should become a mob. When I was a kid, I wasn't very good at that. I got caught. <laughs> you didn't do it right. I did I mean, right for a long time. Loitering. I got stories. Loitering. We'll be. Danny says we'll we'll take up the crime of loitering. Yeah. <laughs> Stand out in front of Seven Elevens. <laughs> so in other words, what are we? Like, the Seven Eleven gang. The Seven Eleven. We'll just go across the country, just hanging out in Seven Eleven. You wear your hat sideways and yeah. stuff, and we'll have a we whole big sing, thing. Like, so it be like a tour. Yeah. yeah. Almost like a band would do, except yeah. when they go to road trip. They go on stage and they perform. We, we just stand out in front of the 7-Eleven, loitering, <laughs> panhandling, see how far we oh can get across gosh. America. God, this is insanity. This is pathetic. This is pathetic. Oh, this show has face. gone. This show has gone in the into the gutter. All right. Gutter. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> By the way, have you guys heard of the Holster Gator? Oh my gosh, no. it's such a great thing. <laughs> I'm, I'm telling so glad you. you brought it up. I was just I'm thinking of it. Just telling you. Threw that in ten seconds into the show. There it is. I, I really, though, I mean, I want everybody to get one of these. This is the Holster Gator, and this is a little device created by some very ingenious people. Uh, really cool cool device attaches under your car dash, uh, your bed frame. As John said, the, the, your bathtub, you can put it wherever you want, where you want to uh, take your holster out of your belt or wherever your holster is and attach it right to the Holster Gator. You can see how this has been cleverly designed to accept holsters. Um, plus when you're using the holster gator, you have trigger protection and it, and your draw is just as quick and easy as usual because you're literally drawing from your own holster, which is attached to this very clever device, the holster gator, perfect device, especially for traveling. You got to check it out at holstergator.com, holstergator.com and use the discount code because you will get 20% off your purchase, which is already priced extremely low. Uh, 20% off your purchase uh, if you use the discount code LOADED. Holstergator.com, use the discount code LOADED. All right. So I wanted to, we got a lot of stuff, so I, I got to get through. We got to get through all this stuff. Don't stop yapping. All right. Charging. All right. All right. So I think, though, it is time for uh, Woke Patrol. Oh, my favorite part of the Walk show. Control. <laughs> yeah, we don't Anthony want to do anything to your children. That's the last.
thing we want to do. We don't want to scare anybody. So in today's lesson, the wokest of the woke youngsters teach us how to be entitled. Now, in order to be fully woke, <laughs> he's cracking me up. Yeah, so you're just doing silly. funny stuff. In order to be fully woke, maybe Anthony should be the subject of the next woke patrol. Um, but in order to be fully woke, entitlement and lack of personal responsibility must be present. So, of course, others owe you, and why should you accept anything else? The question is, how do young boys and girls adopt these beliefs? What is making them believe these things? So in this next clip, our fearless wokester is irate that she should have to earn her own way in life. Apparently, working for a living, living is a thing of the past. We should all be able, according to her, to just... Travel around and money will somehow fall out of the sky. Watch this clip. I think it's going to infuriate you. There is no way that you're going to tell me I'm going to work my whole life. I'm going to sit behind a desk and work nine to five each day of my life until retirement. There is no way that is what life is about. I will not be put in that box. I'm sorry. I didn't realize. A little bit extra. Oh. Little boogie. I want to have fun. Like, I actually want to have fun, and I don't understand why this is the norm and we're putting up with this. I know half of us are not putting up with it, but I feel like we're putting up with it too much. It's time to take a stand. I don't know how we would take a stand. I'm so red because I'm stressed. This is why I travel, because I'm like, I, you know what? I'm going to work, and then I'm going to travel, because why the f*** would I lock myself into a job for the rest of my life? I need to see the world like I genuinely need to see the world and experience life and I'm young and I'm lucky that I have that privilege of not having too many responsibilities not having any little rats running around you know what I mean but like Jesus Christ it's gonna <laughs> make me cry and I love you all and if you're working and you're struggling you're the and you deserve love and light and peace she's delightful she, <laughs> she's Did she just fart <laughs> I think at the end she may have I, I actually thought she was kind of comical in a way. She it should was. do a stand-up. She was kind of funny. But um, but, but she yeah. has an accent, so that makes it even more important. I'm very impressive with the accent. <laughs> but she doesn't understand why she has to work for a living. Well, I'm, Obviously, I'm, I'm in if I can not work and money will fall out of the right. sky. Somebody's letting <laughs> her in? do all that stuff, right? I mean, she's now. got a way to... Well, now, mommy and daddy are probably paying her away. What's going to happen if they cut her off and she doesn't? And she hasn't built any... Uh, any abilities to skills find or, a rich husband better travel to the right places yeah she wants to travel apparently yeah i, I don't know i just thought it's just extremely annoying and uh you know when i was i don't know about you guys but when i was nine years old i was mowing lawns and stuff you know <laughs> working <right>? I know. Always. <laughs> always i had my own money from when i was yeah. old enough to know what money was about i know. bought my first bicycle at three how penny. old do you think that girl was in the video how much what a penny? Well, you are a fossil. Well, no. What did he, well, I'm just geez. saying. Is that, what said he, bought a, that he said he bought a tricycle for a penny. I didn't buy a tricycle. <laughs> I bought a bicycle <laughs> for my third birthday. Well, I'm, everyone, I found the first dinosaur. You want to hear the story? <laughs> there he is. Let's play. hear the story. I, I went down the street and bought the bicycle for my friend Peter Davies. It was a 20-inch bicycle. I bought it for a penny on my third birthday, and I rode that till I was 16. <laughs> Modi <laughs> modifying it, I had other a bikes. Tricycle. That <laughs> was, <laughs> That wasn't a tricycle. It was a 20 inch bicycle. Oh, I'm sorry. It was a tricycle. I never had a tricycle. I have training wheels for about a week and I throw them away. Wait a minute. 
He had a 20-inch bike when he was three years old, and he yeah. modified it until he was 16. I wish 16. I had video. I can visualize riding down the driveway. That was my wheelie bike until <laughs> yeah, I was 16. That was his wheelie oh, bike. Stunt bike. I thought, okay, right. so I thought you were talking about a tricycle. <laughs> Guys, don't listen. And I'm envisioning you at 16 years old. <laughs> <laughs> like Benny Hill or something. Oh, now we know why God. he was single for so long. Oh, my God. All right. John, we, we, thank we, you we for just messed comedy. that all up. Guys, don't listen. Uh, we, we, we brutalized that. <laughs> we don't listen. Look, right, I heard tricycles. I don't know. I'm sorry, John. All right. All so right, we, we apologize. That's, that, that was... A liberal will never apologize to you. <laughs> they tell Zeman. you you had a tricycle and you like it. <laughs> I'd be wrong no matter what I said, so it wouldn't matter. Exactly. Right? <laughs> All right. Back to the, the show. This, today's show is really Keeping on track here. We're gone. Well, I just... Clock. I don't know. <clears throat> I guess I'm getting old and my hearing is getting out. I don't know. All right. So that was... Selective that was hearing. one. Now, she was... She was maybe a little bit funny and comical, fun to watch, whatever. This next one, yes, where do you see this next clip? This, right, this, no. this kid, oh my gosh. All right, go ahead. Play this clip. Just to survive, just to, <laughs> it's sick and twisted that I have to work just to survive, just to live my life for basic ass necessities. Like, I don't want to work until the day I die just to eat sleep. Basic human necessities, it shouldn't be controversial. Free housing, free health care shouldn't be a goddamn pipe dream. And I know a lot of people are going to be like, oh, you should be doing this or that. No. Like, what if I don't want to be rich? You'll be a bum. What if I want to achieve <laughs> I still have to work till the day I die just to live, just to survive. People give up their entire end up lives on the street just corner. to retire at the ripe age of 60 whatever. For what? To get paid dirt? Even then, people destroy their bodies physically and mentally <clears throat> just to feed into a capitalistic system that does go. not give a about you. Capitalism, that's the problem. God didn't make me the smartest angel, but I know that it needs to change. And I don't want to be told that I'm ungrateful, that you are. I should be happy to have a job where it's taking up 40 hours of my goddamn oh my week. God. You know, I want to spend time with my family. I want to family do shit you. that is fulfilling to me. <laughs> but all that shit, like, requires so much privilege. It requires so much wealth. And it's just messed up. Like, universal health care. Like, universal, like, basic income or whatever. Like, it, it needs to happen now. Like, these <laughs> Yeah, because you don't want to go out and like, get a job. <laughs> Y'all figure this shit out. Oh, you'll but, figure it out. You know, the rich just... The rich just wants to get richer. They just want to keep exploiting marginalized people. He, they don't want to give up. He's not exploiting their rich wealth people. and help others. Oh and for the one percent, like it'll it'll never be enough. Like when will it? Now be he knows enough? what the rich people think. This like, I don't need a yeah, goddamn yeah. mansion or to be a billionaire. Like for what, man? To be <laughs> so that I can exploit others. And take away from others, like fuck no, all the billionaires can rot. Oh my God! Who teaches all this stuff? <clears throat> That's fun. Teaching your kid that? He's pretty though. He could go be model and just make money. He reminds me of somebody. He, like you know, someone money. like that. If he continues, I would think if he continues with that entitled attitude, and his parents don't continue to pay his way, he's going to end up on the street corner. You should follow him on job interviews. <laughs> See how he does. Imagine how that goes. God. You should give me an effing job because I... <laughs> he doesn't even want a job. 
Well, he's not. He's never going to work. He's you know he's going to play with his hair in his so, bedroom again. But that's off the deep end, and that's what you're dealing with. But a lot of people, I mean, I know a lot of people that aren't that extreme about stuff, but they still they lean far enough in that direction where it's still hard to have a conversation with them by anything rational because they think stuff should something should be free. As long as you're thinking that there's something in the equation that should be free, we're in trouble. You know, nothing's should, free. You know where he should go. He should go to Ukraine because we're giving there them. We get to give them two hundred billion dollars. Maybe you can get some of that money. Yeah, or go to Russia. They need <clears throat> soldiers. Yeah, yeah. I mean, oh, he'd be a great uh, fighter, wouldn't he? Yeah, imagine yeah. that. <laughs> Hold on a minute. I gotta fix my hair. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on from these idiots. You sure we have any more idiots? No more idiots. All right, no more. That's idiots. it for today. But I want to talk about this this uh, this article here. Pro- it's. Um, Prosecutors say su- uh, suspect looked up kosher markets in L.A. to target Jewish people for shootings. Um, 28-year-old man sus- uh, suspected of shooting two Jewish men after they left synagogues. Uh, Jamie Tran is his name. And no, he's not a, he's not a tranny. He's just Tran. Jamie Tran. 28-year-old who previously lived in Riverside was charged with committing a hate crime by inter with federally protected activities <clears throat> and use of a firearm and a felony, according to criminal complaint. So, lots of talk about the the, the gun so far. We're only we're just into the article. Uh, he was motivated by anti-Semitism, according to U.S. Attorney Martin Estrada. The article goes on and talks about <clears throat> over the past two days, uh, community experienced two horrific acts. We believe were motivated by anti-Semitic ideology. That caused him to target the Jewish community. Uh, important. It's important, especially in one of the most diverse areas in the world, that we celebrate our differences and stand together uh, to oppose acts of hate. Now, by listening to the article so far, you're wondering, okay, wh- what kind of person is this? Who's who's? And um, you know, the idea here, because they haven't re- told you his nationality yet. You know, and you know how the left is always positioning these articles. to Well, we know, you know he's not white. <clears throat> well, we don't. I mean, how do we know? Because if he was white, he already said it. It already been, it already been they, out there. You're right. They already they would have been have out there. Al- they would have a already white man said committed a hate crime. It, right. But they're not. So if he was another, let me ask you this. If he was another race or nationality, would they say it? No, they no. would. Only if he's white. I agree with you. Yeah. <clears throat> Tran made an initial appearance in federal court uh, Thursday afternoon with his public defender was ordered held without bond and other preliminary hearings. So they're not talking about um, his race. But let me show you. I think we have a photo. What race he actually was. Irish. Oh, he's Irish. <laughs> he's a nice Irish boy. Swedish boy. Right? Know, um, I like the, the Fu Manchu he's got going so on. So he's there, Asian, right? right? Yeah. We didn't hear about that. We didn't hear about that in the article. I don't think anybody ever mentioned it. Just another way that the left will position an article. And so you don't really have all the information. We talked about this before. You don't have all the information. You're left to assume certain things, you know, because the left's always saying white people are anti or or Republicans are anti-Semitic. The gun had more um, in the ad than the the victim. There's more about, yeah. 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 The gun was in their presence more than him. Just what what a shame. All right. So. (laughs) Moving on from that, um, more high-profile shootings in gun-controlled California. Are you surprised? I'm not. This is an article by uh, Tom Knighton, who uh, is a writer for Bearing Arms, um, well-respected writer, uh, state of California. 
said it starts off state of California has some of the toughest gun laws anywhere in the United States. If someone passes a tougher law anywhere else, it's generally only a matter of time before California does the same. Um, this was about uh, the California man, Jamie Tran, who we just talked about. Uh, charges on two crime, two counts of hate crime. Um, two incidents took place outside two separate synagogues. Mr. Tran is accused of shooting the first victim in the lower back at close range as he left religious services. Um, on Thursday, authorities allege Mr. Tran uh, struck again, shooting the second victim uh, at close range. Both victims survived the shootings. They did not. They didn't stop them to get their wallet. There was no struggle. The guy just came out of the bushes. So, in other words, this guy who we just showed you didn't want their money, didn't want anything. He clearly wanted to just hurt people. Um, the article goes on to say, let's be clear, there's no room for this kind of thing anywhere in this nation. While people have a right to believe whatever warped thing they want to believe doesn't mean they can't just up and shoot people because they're Jewish. We're supposed to be past this nonsense. Clearly we're not. Yet California's strict gun control laws are the ones supposedly best equipped to prevent this kind of awful, awful situation. And yet here we are. So How's that working out, Newsom? <clears throat> Criminals don't follow the law and the people apparently were unable to defend themselves right. you don't none both these articles that i read you did it once say that somebody shot back no 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 there's a spider right over anthony's head oh, <laughs> oh, oh this is you good caught it in your mouth What's this wrong? is good did what you get it doing here what are we doing clean this place up danny <laughs> you know Aren't you, you the janitor contract too? with the landlord? What's going on? This with is that? Well, this is going to be the infamous spider episode. Anyway, so the point is, guy's able to do his dirty work. Uh, the one article presents it, so you might assume it's a, a a white conservative, right? Yeah. And no, in any of these articles, do they ever tell you that the reason this happened was because the people in the synagogues were unarmed and helpless. That's the way the um, Democrats like them. Unarmed and helpless because gun laws don't protect. <clears throat> they don't help <clears throat> innocent people. It's, it's crim the criminals. Like I said, it, it, it doesn't make any sense. You're, you can put all the gun laws you want. You're not going to stop a <clears throat> criminal from acting out. It's not going to happen. Especially against Jewish people. Yeah. If well, everyone anyway. in America was able <laughs> to carry guns without any stupid laws from these idiot leftists, America would be a better place. I, I, you go to any any red state where you can cope carry, there's no the crime is minimal. Because you you don't know if you're gonna walk into a convenience store and get popped if you try to rob it. Yeah. It's happened before you watch videos of it. The I know. just pulls out and blows you away. But no. On the blue state. California makes it so difficult for people to carry a gun in public. And this is what you get. So, all right, we got to move on. I'm waiting for the spider to crawl up John now. Nah, he, he took a hike. Spiders he, like is me. Is he gone? They're, they're, I mean, they're harmless, but they're just disgusting spiders little creatures. This, this next article is really interesting. Um, the article title is it's from Heritage Foundation. Uh, it says, I'm a former teacher. Here's how your children are getting indoctrinated by leftist ideology. Um, your children are being indoctrinated. The education system desi is des designed to teach them how to think critically 
has been weaponized by the radical left to push an anti-American agenda. She's, she goes on to say, as someone who's worked in the education in education for four years, she's seen firsthand how your children are being ensnared by the left and their teachers. Um, I'll try to get to some of the examples here. Uh, first is propaganda. She works, said she works with children ages 3 to 13. First is propaganda. Teachers will assign work instilling the idea that the pillars of Western civilization were evil and their memories deserve to be thrown in the trash. Uh, here's an example. She says that she was helping one of her elementary students with a homework assignment about listing famous uh, Brightons through, throughout history. Uh, Britons throughout history, Brightons throughout history. She also, she already had some of the more obvious ones, Shakespeare, Princess Di, Quince, uh, Queen Elizabeth. And somebody said, well, how about Winston Churchill? Or the teacher said, how about Winston Churchill? Oh, no, not him, the, ch- uh, the student replied. He was a racist and didn't think women should have rights. He wasn't a good guy. So already these kids are starting, are, they're already being taught. Because they know him and hung out with him. <clears throat> Yeah, right, exactly. Um, another way that they propagandize is through the normalization of its views and positions as non-political. In other words, for instance, Black Lives Matter organization, she says, is a prime example of this. Many of my colleagues wore Black Lives Matter pins and apparel to school in blatant violation of school rule, rules forbidding political statements on clothing. She says when, <clears throat> when she asked for justification of behavior, she was told, it wasn't political to support the group. It was a matter of human rights. So they can take Black Lives Matter, take it out of the political category, and now it's human rights. What do you think of that? Convenient. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <clears throat> BLM is the biggest money laundering scam in America, and they're walking free. Yeah. Well, uh, look at all the money that uh, Colors, uh, Patrice Colors, took to buy mansions. She took donation money. And she's living in them. Yeah. That's highly illegal to take from your, from donated funds and buy yourself a house and your brother hire him, buy him a car. It's like, really? They're getting away with it, obviously. So. And the, um, okay, we got to go to break. I think he's uh, he's wrapping us up. We got to go to break. I wanted I wanted to get into more of this, but we got a lot of stuff to coming up. So stick around right after this. Right back. Gator, when seconds matter. The media and politicians create terms like gun violence and ghost gun and assault weapon to change the narrative around guns in America. The entire anti-gun fear campaign is built on the reactive emotions of people who don't know any better. And the media seeks their support for gun restrictions. In Good Gun, Bad Guy, I give you the behind-the-scenes look into the mind of the anti-gun radical because before we can defeat them, we need to understand their tactics. Good Gun, Bad Guy 2 exposes the media strategies used to create a perpetual state of irrational gun fear and hatred toward gun owners. Good Gun, Bad Guy 3 reveals the political motives behind the gun grab, 
why the left wants an unarmed population, and what we can do to thwart their efforts. The anti-Second Amendment radicals started this evil game. Good Gun Bad Guy is the rule book they hoped you would never see. Go to goodgunbadguy.com to get your copy or purchase the entire series. All right. So there's this guy named Keith Oberman. Oberman. O-L-B. Oberman. I guess. I don't know. He's a former ESPN. Uh, yeah. Pretty famous guy. They dumped him, I think. Okay. <clears throat> what he really sounds like is a lunatic. And apparently he's so strongly against the Bill of Rights <clears throat> and fearful of guns that he's calling for some sort of red state versus blue state uh, civil war. He thinks blue states are able and should starve red states in order to get rid of guns. It seems he <laughs> believes that red states are dependent. He thinks that red states are dependent on the it's blue states. It's the total opposite. It's the total opposite. I know. Total opposite. <clears throat> he may be senile or something, but it's another example of brainwashing that we should at least take notice of. So I wanted you guys to see this clip. Check this out. We are owned by guns, and therefore there is only one way to stop the mass shootings. It is to suffocate the businesses that make billions of dollars in profits off guns, to destroy the gun lobby, the death lobby, and the Republican Party that defends those lobbies and those businesses. And the only way to do that is an economic civil war. The blue states have all the money. They must starve the red states into submission, or another 600,000 Americans will be murdered in the next 10 to 12 years. That and more in the Wednesday Countdown podcast, available now wherever you podcast. Did he say 600,000 people will be murdered related to guns? Yeah, that's what he said. In the next 10 years. Yeah, this guy said. is insane. He has no idea what he's even so, talking about. Wait a minute. How many is that a year? <clears throat> I don't know. That's 600, like 60,000, 70,000 a year? Yeah, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> he's, how is someone that idiotic on t anywhere on TV? Did he say a a, a, dem, a political civil war? Yeah. <laughs> so so he wants to Economic stop. Civil war. So so welfare is going to go against the capitalist. Well, so the I blue just, state welfare recipients are going to are going to bankrupt the red states who actually run the freaking country. That's a good. He one. obviously hasn't thought it through. No. He thinks first of all he thinks that blue states are capable of doing something like this. Right. Red, no red states are self-sufficient for the most part, much more self-sufficient than the blue states. Blue states typically rely on government money, government money. <laughs> and where do you think they're getting their food from red states? <laughs> right. Cattle, um, farming, um, you yeah. know, all, all that, all that stuff, farming and ranching and all that stuff. It all comes from. I want him to go visit the farm in Chicago. I want to see it in the city of Chicago. Where's the farm? On the rooftops. Huh? I would you know, it's almost, I almost want to see something like that happen just so he can see how ridiculous. I mean, I don't want that to happen, but it's just so ridiculous that blue, st he, he, they live in a bubble. They think that the blue states <laughs> are actually. Funny. He's selling a book. Is that why? That's why he was up there. His book is right there. So you don't there. think he believed in what well, he was saying? Could very well be, but as long as you sell 100,000 books, you're all good to go, right? God. 
Yes. Maybe he's selling the books to bankrupt the red states. <laughs> Maybe he's going to donate some of that money from the books. Yeah. Yeah, that's what you I know, thought. No, that's not. Yeah, that's what happen. I thought. He's not going to make much on that book. Trash can. Yeah. He's 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 not going to he's not going to make a fortune on that book. That's I think we sure. should get the book and have Danny yeah. Jr. do a review of it. Audiobook. Uh, I, do I don't know if people can hear Danny Wash Jr., but he uh, says he doesn't wow. like reading. I got to do both what? Read a book and listen to an audio. New audio book I just got, though. It's unbelievable. What is it? It's called... What is it, John? Let's share with everybody. The End of the World is Just the Beginning. It's okay. a book about rapid-fire data, connecting the dots, history of the world, history of economics, history of populations, history of demographics. Just <clears throat> really, really informative. Clears up a lot of big-picture questions that we might not even know that we should be thinking about. But how different countries' populations are going... You know, what direction we're going in, what countries are going to be able to survive when their populations, like China, is in deep crap because they got too many old people and not enough young people. They got nobody to work. And nobody wants to immigrate to China, so they're screwed. Is it called immigrate or is it called migrate? Well, Mike, uh, whatever. I don't, I don't know. know. It's a serious question. I don't know. That's a good question. I thought migrate was the verb. Could be. To migrate, right? Uh, to migrate. What are you guys, philosophers now? <laughs> well, if you're in the country, they're immigrating, I guess, but. Nobody wants to go to China, right? <laughs> no. Does this book talk about racism? Oh, I haven't gotten that. It's not a. It's it's just data. It's not well because you know, it's not really conclusions except for the fact that how the models play out economically. That's the big thing. How it all is. All the, talks about all the different countries in the world. It's very interesting. Highly recommend it. Well, I mean, we because I bring up racism because you're talking about all this worldly stuff and how all this stuff works, and and we we hear so much about all this so-called racism in our country, um, frankly, I don't see it, but apparently it's there. The only racism that I actually see is coming from the people who are accusing everybody else. Exactly. Oh, I saw an example the other day. I was in a convenience store. Guy came in to buy either lottery tickets or cigarettes. We should have a segment called Travels with John. <laughs> John's Travels. My time as stewards. In the ghetto. Timestamp 941. So well, go ahead. He, he had just gotten out of prison. And the girl asked him for an ID, and he gave her a prison ID, and she told him that she couldn't accept his prison ID. Chaos ensued. Screaming, yelling, calling his friends and girlfriend in the store. (laughs) We're not leaving here until you call the cops. And the girl behind the counter is just going, I was told not to accept prison IDs. So that was kind of interesting. It's called policies. Uh, yeah, and I don't even know if it was good, She's bad, just right, following right, the right, rules of the store. The guy was freaking out. He was yelling and screaming, and he was forbid, saying it was a racist. God forbid reason. he doesn't get his tobacco products. Tobacco. Got his, got I, can you even tobacco. smoke in prison? How does that work? Oh, yeah, they get I'm sure yeah, they Yeah, can. they got commissary. They can. Uh, the reason I brought up racism is because, you know, we get accused all the time of you know, all this racism, racism in the country, and it's really the, the accusers, of you, typically the left-wingers, who are, who are engaging in actual racism but trying to – frame it that it's other people and that they're the defenders of it. So I wanted to play this clip because this is this is a way for um, actually a pretty effective way for cartoons and children's shows and things like that to to indoctrinate kids um, to believe the nonsense that the political left is pushing about racism. So this was a clip um, from Disney Plus. It was in a show. Danny, what was the show called? Proud family. Okay, this is a. 
I never watched it, but I saw this clip. Um, a clip from the show Proud Family. I don't know if this was a part of the show or if this was a, 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 a intro or something. But anyway, watch this, and you'll see just how carefully they're trying to indoctrinate young kids. Go ahead. This country was built on slavery, which means slaves built this country. Tilled this land from sea to sea to sea. First there was rice, tobacco, sugar cane. Then Whitney did his thing and cotton became king. And we were its soldiers. Four million strong. Fighting for America's freedoms, even though we remained America's slaves. slaves. Built this country. The descendants of slaves continue to build this. Slaves built this country. And we, the descendants of slaves in America, have earned reparations for their suffering. And continue to earn reparations every moment we spend submerged in the system. Systemic prejudice, racism, and white supremacy that America was founded with and still has not atoned for. Slaves built this country. Not only field hands, but carpenters, masons, blacksmiths, musicians, inventors built cities from Jamestown to New Orleans to Bannockhead, Washington. It? 40 acres and a mule. We'll take the 40 acres, keep the mill. We, we made, made your families rich. From the southern plantation heirs to it's the coming. northern bankers to the New England ship owners, the founding fathers, former presidents, current senators, the Illuminati, the New World Order. Slaves, slaves built, built this country. country. We had Tubman, Turner, Frederick D. Then they say Lincoln freed the slaves. But slaves were men. And women. And only we can free ourselves. Emancipation is not freedom. Jim Crow, segregation, redlining, public schools, feeding private prisons, where we become slaves again. As we celebrate Juneteenth for, for the umpteenth time, our account is still outstanding. Because this country was built on slavery, which means slaves built this country. And we demand our 40 acres and a mule. Okay. You can keep the mule. Keep the 40. We're taking our freedom. Uh, that was the most racist thing I've ever seen in my life, and none of it made any sense. I know. <coughs> Go ahead. Well, the book I was referring to talks a lot about how the economics of slavery worked throughout time, that it was prevalent and stuff, you know, how things changed and whatever. But th this... This kind of propaganda is a perfect example of, like you said earlier, that they're teaching the kids to use critical thinking. They're teaching the kids to do cost-benefit analysis without the cost or the benefit, depending on what suits yeah. their motivation. All this stuff is all negative, 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 negative. Okay, but if you want to do a real cost-benefit analysis, you really have to compare people in this country <coughs> to people that would have been where they were before they were brought to this country going on in Africa. And they want, People are starving to death. If they want the kids to think at all, they want them to think within a certain box. So this it's, yeah, this it's created just, the box of the boundaries of what you can talk about. They're talking about you know all the slave, slave stuff, and they're talking about white supremacy, and they're talking about all this stuff. So you can... They're allowing the kids to, to come up with their own conclusion, but with limited information like how they because they're looking to the past i've had this argument in the last couple of days scott adams just had a show and i posted a, a whiteboard about if you want to if you want to counteract systemic racism which uh, which exists <coughs> somewhere in the system no matter what because there were slaves so it exists someplace but if you want to escape that here's a list of things to do look to the future do these things and you can go there it, all there is to it. If if you're insisting on looking to the past, all those kids, that's sad, right? It's like, well, I just like how they call us whitey, and they're earning it, and they're this. Is they're that not racist? Well, not of course it is. When I was, I don't know, five years. But old. weren't slaves sold by their own people? Well, yes, that's you know, there's all kinds of 
reasons behind all this where I can't take responsibility for it. You can't take responsibility. And no one is earned. No one is should get reparations. Even if my own parents were slave owners, I didn't do it. No, it could be one generation away. And even if um, a, a a person's parents were slaves. It's still not them. Their like parents weren't cer- slaves, though. It's like you're talking generations talking ago. Multiple generations. And yeah. it, it's it's history. It's time to move. Look, it's like no one, no one. I don't think anyone should be getting reparations. No one I today think that's ridiculous. does well, not. How would you do it? How would you no. ever figure that? Well, that makes sense. I think California was thinking about giving them ten to fifteen million a piece. Good. Where's Go that ahead. money coming from? Oh, I just I wish that the political left would not push racism. The way they do because Disney should be ashamed of themselves well, for, for it, pushing that. It's making black people angry at white people, and white people are going, What the hell am I getting blamed for here? You know, it, really, it's, the same white person that would be ha- happy to hire you and help you if you just came to them with normal skills and attitude and stuff. It's nothing to do with the color of your skin. You see, it's this stuff, it's this, it's this propaganda of racism that it just, it just, produces more anger and hate on both sides. And I don't want that. I want, because the black people that I know are fantastic people. I, I don't have I any. Have no problems with any of them. But this type of rhetoric and this type of stuff, when I, I was going to say when I was five years old and, you know, my, my aunt came over to the house and she hooked up the, the, the rabbit ear antennas and I was able to see Sesame Street for the first time. Wow. That explains <laughs> it was, it was a, a big day. <laughs> but... But <laughs> okay, so I guess is there a kiss reference in there someplace? I, probably. I, yeah, they're probably. On I'm the getting to the point. Uh, he's always got to throw these these guys in here. I'm mm. getting. I never said it. You guys mentioned yeah, kiss. You know. Peter I'm getting Frampton to the point on, here. Maybe. But what I did was I sat in front of that TV like a little zombie, right? Glued to Sesame Street, and I everything that came through that screen was was calculated in my little five year old brain. Yeah. And that that developed beliefs at the time when you're a kid. So you teach kids this crap that white people are bad, right. and that's what they're going to actually grow up in and have the that's beliefs. That's what they want, right? Because they want to make you a slave. It's a way to population. But when you're only 11, percent I don't think it's, it's black too, people. Let me let me make no, a I don't clarification. Think it is either. It's I think it's liberals. the white liberals that's what it is. that are doing this. They want to. They don't see that the leftist government. But not all make, black people are. Not all black people buy this crap. Most of them do, though. I That's think the problem. The white liberals are pushing it and trying to convince them. Who are you hanging out with? Who's I, driving that truck every to jail? day? Anthony. I hear the same thing. No, no, I, I think you're right. I mean, I, I agree with you. There are there but are, but it's blue states where these people congregate and they believe this garbage that the government. It's like you're on welfare. Oh, who are we depending on? You're depending on the government. If the political left would stop pushing this crap, they won't. We would come together like we should. We Someone did come should. together after 9-11. Yeah, we did. We were a nation of people who were getting along, and then Obama came in and then crash and burn. And baby. I got another clip. This is the result of that systemic left-wing brainwashing that we're talking about. Watch this next clip. I need to go. I'm sorry. I'm tired of straight white men having the power and everything, you know, and it's like... We, as women of color, as like students at this university, like we are very much capable of certain things, and we don't have the same privileges that are offered to straight white men. And I've been hearing that from a lot of the ladies that I've been talking to today. Talk to me about what some of those privileges are that you know straight white men have that you don't have. Talk to me about that. Um, I think I mean. 
I don't really know. Have you ever experienced like a specific instance? I don't know, but I also need to go. I know, I, I do need to go. <laughs> so there's your, there's, so there's your, there's your typical stupid liberal idiot who was, who was. There you go. Tell us how you really feel. Who is confronted and asked what the poor, stupid white man. Give me one example. One example of what a white man did to you to make you not go forward in life. But straight white males what somehow are. Straight white male. So, so a gay white male is, is going to do something better for you? What the hell is she even talking about? You're going to school. Your life is what you make it. I am not causing anything in your life to not work. Well, plus, in this day and age, if you're a person of color, male, female, straight, whatever, and you get the proper skills and you have the right attitude, you, you can go you work can go anywhere. anywhere. Of course you can. Anywhere you want. Stop no, blaming no people barriers. for your... You're just There's failure. There's a preference there. For you. But they're being. But some people are being taught to blame others. That's the problem right. here. It's so victim mentality. It's victim mentality, and it's perpetuated by the political left. And they know what they're doing. They know the results they're getting, and they enjoy it. They must. But just think. Power. Just think now. If we're going to start hiring people because of the color of their skin and have no experience, good luck flying on a plane with somebody who doesn't know what the hell they're doing. Oh, uh, yeah, we hired him. Yeah. He has no experience, but we had to hire him because he was black. Here's yeah. your heart surgeon. Here he comes. Yeah, here he comes. He right. got two weeks on the job. Yeah. You're going to be fine. But I'll be there. I'm, I'm I'm the white man. I'll be there watching him cut you open. But he's not white, you. so that's why we hired we him. Hired so. him. If that happened, right. the FFA was, FAA was just saying something. They hired somebody who has no experience, but he's black, and he has no idea what the hell he's doing. Really? It's scary. You're in charge of <laughs> You're in charge. It's crazy. He has no idea what his job is. Is that where we're going in this country? But Dan flying that plane. Did you see that picture? I yeah. wish we had that picture handy, but I had a, a, a coming back from, I don't know where I was coming back. Oh, I was coming back from South Carolina, and I got talking to the pilot. Cool guy. We were on a layover, so we were on the plane. Remember how we were coming back? Can't get off the plane because it's not on your boarding pass. <laughs> we were, we were, well, like we were coming back from Vegas, and we were stuck on the plane to wait because. Oh yeah, that's fine. So that was the same situation. So I'm sitting on the plane. We're sitting there for almost an hour, and the, and it was just a few of us on the plane. And uh, the pilot comes up to me. He goes, "You want coffee?" I'm like, "Yeah, sure." So we're making coffee. We're talking. I said, "You guys got a lot of buttons and stuff going on. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> a lot of buttons and yeah. lights and all sorts of nonsense." He said, "Come on in." So he let me sit down in the in the uh, in the co-pilot seat, and uh, he, he explained a few of the things to me. And I said, "You know, this is intimidating because I don't know anything about any Absolutely. of this stuff. Um, how safe, really?" I mean, he said, "This is." He said, "It's almost foolproof." Once you learn itself, once you learn that, right, exactly. It really does. He said it is very safe. And we talked about how um, even if an engine goes out, there's there's other safety uh, ways that the plane can still either continue taking off or continue to land and stuff. They've got all sorts of checks and balances. Um, he said there's all these lights to show warnings of things that need attention and things you do. Anyway, very complicated. I didn't understand all of it, but. Um, but just imagine them hiring you because you're black yeah. to fly that. And you just get well, in there. Go ahead, buddy. This is what I was going to say. <laughs> get it up in the air. This is, the, this is what I was going to say. There was a joke. He came out as people were coming on the plane. People were sitting down. And um, he and there was a, somebody made a joke like, oh, I hope you can fly this thing. He said, well, if I can't, uh, Dan Dan over here can take over. And it was <laughs> like, I showed I just, him where the autopilot button was. Right, exactly. Yeah. So that was it. Was kind oh, of funny. funny, but yeah, um, we're, we're, our country's crashing and burning. 
He says crash and burn after we doomed, talk about airplanes. Doomed. I hope not. Um, but I wanted to bring it back to Anthony's girl again. Oh, here she comes. Here she comes. Just a walking down red the face. <laughs> so Anthony's girl, Hochul, previously appointed Governor Hochul, uh, continues to refuse to hire unvaccinated healthcare workers. So what does she expect to achieve? This is this is my question. Has she read the reports that say the vaccine doesn't even work? Um, has she read any of the reports that you know we're at a we have a healthcare uh, healthcare shortage? Has she read any of this stuff? Because apparently she still wants to refuse them from working if they haven't been vaccinated. This is left wing idiocy. I don't even know how, at what level, I can't even describe. Three years in. Three years in. Thinking. There's no pandemic anymore. That's gone. That that ship has sailed. But Dave Rubin, and I wanted to play this clip of Dave Rubin. I love, love Dave Rubin. Dave Rubin. Uh, he seems to have had enough of her as well. And um, he calls her the Botox bitch. you got to watch this. It's hysterical. Botox. I'll use that one again. Here is New York Governor Kathy Hochul. She still will not hire unvaxxed healthcare workers, even right now with everything we know. Our healthcare systems seem in desperate need of staff right now. Uh, we've had ambulances waiting five hours at our local emergency rooms to unload patients. It's a problem, but I don't think the answer is to have someone who comes <laughs> in who's sick be exposed to someone who can give them the coronavirus. Oh, my God, you're so stupid. I don't know that that's the right answer. In fact, I'm pretty sure it's not. All right, guys, we're getting demonetized. That Botox bitch has no idea what she's saying. Someone (laughs) sue the hell out of her. It's all so extraordinarily stupid, but they keep going. They cannot. That Botox bitch. (laughs) She is probably the dumbest moron sitting in office right now. I don't want them giving them coronavirus. Really? We don't want them giving them it either. So, but we want them to be there to work. So let's five not, hours so let's have ambulance. let's have an ambulance wait in five hours for some healthcare worker to come out and get somebody out of the ambulance while yeah. you just sitting back as a tyrant that you are yeah. and saying I can't hire you because you're unvaccinated. Yeah, that's over. Yeah, that's over and gone. Crazy, I, crazy. I she is so pathetic that Botox. Botox bitch. Yeah. You got to write a song about that and send it to her. We should write a song and send it to her. Send it to Gene. Yeah. I I don't know why they continue. Some some of these governors continue to hang on. They're hanging on with for dear life to these policies. I just. It's, it's not even hanging on to her. She, she loves controlling people. It would seem that way. She's by a, looking look at, at her Hogan. face. She always looks like she's surprised. She's not right. She looks surprised. Her eyebrows are 12 feet on her forehead. Botox. The Botox is just making her whole face. She's like a goddamn clown. She's like this. Oh, my She's just God. falling apart. She looks surprised. <laughs> Every time you see her, she's like this. She's surprised. She's surprised all the time. It's like you're scared. Boom. Uh, oh, my God. Whatever. Whatever. What, what the hell ever? Why do we live in this state, John? Because we don't have Dan money. That's true. <laughs> That's true. <laughs> Stuck. Yep. Got to make the best of it. Oh, my God. Here we go with the Dan money. Court proceedings advance in the deadly shooting on the Rust film set. 
All right. It's still going. It's a film industry weapons supervisor made her first formal court appearance. This is a couple weeks back on a felony charge in the shooting death of cinematographer by of of a cinematographer by actor Alec Baldwin on the set of a Western movie. Hannah Gutierrez, uh, Reed's attorney, said his client will plead not guilty, but the judge did not take that plea during the virtual court proceeding. Instead, the judge issued conditions of release that allow Gutierrez Reed to keep a gun at home for self-defense. Gutierrez Reed and Baldwin were charged last month with felony involuntary manslaughter in the shooting death of cinematographer Halna how do you say her name? Helena? Helena Hutchins, yeah. Um, who died shortly after being wounded during rehearsals at a ranch on the outskirts of Santa Fe in October 21. Gutierrez Reed's attorney told the judge his client has received numerous threats and was forced to file for a restraining order against a stalker. He said authorities released documents related to the case and failed to redact identifying information. So the girl is getting... Death threats, apparently. District Attorney Mary Carmack uh, Altwise told the judge she adamantly opposes the request because Gutierrez reads sloppy mishandling of firearms and guns on the set. So now they're using this situation to d- deny her her gun rights. Is that good or bad? I don't know. I'm not saying. I don't know. We can discuss it. Um, Gutierrez reads attorney Jason Bowles. Uh, challenged the district attorney's characterization and disputed the claim about the sloppiness. He says there's no allegation that she is a danger to anyone having a firearm within her home, and it's for self-protection because of actions that the state took in releasing private information. Um, The involuntary manslaughter charge against Baldwin, uh, lead actor and co-producer, and Gutierrez Reed, the film's armorer, are punishable by up to 18 months in jail and $5,000 fine under New Mexico law. <clears throat> so her life's worth 18 months in jail. Yeah. Oh. Mm. yeah it's good to know. Yeah. Um, I'm guessing the girl that was loading the gun, how old was she? I don't remember. <coughs> 24? So I'm guessing they found somebody who had no knowledge of guns. Cheapest person they could find. Yeah. She told him that well, she, she was knew. the daughter of uh, her father was an armorer. That's how she got the, the gig, yeah. from what I understand. She has to be in a union, right? That we probably, there, yeah, so. probably. It's, so I he just got, can't believe this is still scrolling on two years later. He's wrapping us up anyway. Anyway, I just wanted to talk about that uh, for a little bit. So, <clears throat> okay, well, that's it. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Dan. Yeah, thanks. thanks. Bye, guys. Thanks so much for watching the Loaded Mic on Rumble. We're also on the Ops Lens Network, the Right America Media Network, Simul TV, and the Key Radio Network. You can also catch the podcast on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Anchor, whatever your favorite podcast app is. I'm Dan Wass, and the Second Amendment is not a privilege. It's your right.